Hello and welcome to the This Is Marketing Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about Black Friday marketing. It's the holidays. Black Friday is upon us. And Black Friday is not the only player these days. There's a lot more going on this year. Every year, for the past couple years, you have Black Friday, which is, of course, the Friday following Thanksgiving. You also have uh, Small Business Saturday. For all the small businesses out there, they had to make their own way into this, which I think they could do a good enough job to actually really compete on Black Friday if they wanted to. And then you also have Cyber Monday, which is another great opportunity for all those e-commerce stores out there to really make a buck around the holiday seasons. But Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday all need lots and lots of preparation. If you're not starting your preparation in the summer months for this holiday, then you're behind already. Uh, If you're listening to this and thinking, we haven't done anything, then you're extremely behind. But it's not too late. You have a full week uh, at the time of this recording to really go out and actually make a difference in your marketing strategy. This is also a great opportunity to build audiences uh, around any platform you want, any of the social media channels, getting people on your newsletter subscriptions. This is a prime opportunity for you to really kind of uh, act on different things you can do there, different promotions you could put out and get your name out there. Uh, If you're looking to build an email list, this is where you do it. This is how you start to build those lists that actually help you throughout the rest of the year. People that buy from you, if you have a product that's kick-ass and it actually works, uh, that's what speaks for itself. At the end of the day, the product has to be good. A lot of these e-commerce stores that are out there ramp up for times like this. They do a lot of these promotions and get people to their stores and they, they see the pricings there and maybe that's where they fall short. The pricing isn't what people were expecting. The deals don't seem like the, the good deals that they can be, but this is an opportunity. So today I want to talk about how you can kind of maximize your Black Friday marketing and what you can really do to maximize uh, the exposure that you're getting. So first off, easy enough, make some gimmicks, you know, knock some prices down, create some 50% offs, some crazy ass deals surrounding your products that, you know, maybe you're not losing a huge profit margin on, but you you might be, you know, maybe you're cutting all of the profits out to get people to be exposed to you. If you're a small business, this is where you start to build that audience by giving them the opportunity to buy a product that they never heard of because the price point's there and it works for them. It's in within their spending limits. Listen, consumers at this point, they've been saving money for months going into the holiday seasons. And this is the kind of week where they spend everything from that Friday to Friday. A lot of these Black Friday deals don't just last on Black Friday. You see car dealerships that are doing the entire month. Uh, I wish I could do like an echo there on my voice when I say that. Um, and that's a, just an opportunity for you to really use this time to really expose your product. So price points are important, you know, making sure people know that they're getting a deal. That's the most important thing to think about when it comes to Black Friday, Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday. There has to be a deal involved to really get them to come to your store to see it. Think of that funnel you're building. So any marketing that you're doing, make sure that the funnel is a few clicks from seeing the ad or seeing your promotion to actually making that purchase. Uh, If you're getting people to come into your store, you want to make it very easy for them to find what they're looking for, find the deal that they saw, and buy from you. If you have a store where people can walk into, make sure you surround that product with other products that maybe don't have super deals on them, but they're still going to make you some profits. They're good for the people that are coming in. They're like products. Think of Amazon. Anytime you buy on Amazon, you always see that suggested products. That's the same idea. We want people to come in, see what they were looking for, and have that opportunity to buy more. 
You can do the same thing online, but make sure that that funnel that you've created um, is really kind of easy for the customer at the end of the day to purchase from you. Landing pages, this is a great time to actually build landing pages that are just centered around your deals that you're doing during this holiday season. Uh, so how you do that? If you're using something like Shopify, it makes it really easy to make a collection of Black Friday deals. You would just create a new collection, add everything into it that's going to be on sale, uh, and make sure you have those prices shown there. You know, show the original price, make sure it's crossed out somehow, and then have that new price there. Show the savings, 60%, 70%, whatever it is that you're killing it with this pricing. Make sure you're showing that so the people are enticed to purchase from you. As you think about building lists off of this, anytime that you have somebody that comes through your store and purchase from you, you have that opportunity to collect information. You should be collecting an email address right away. Um, and a lot of that, you can kind of sneak in that by you know, making this purchase, you're already part of our marketing, and then they can opt out later at a different time. But you're collecting names through your product. Uh, one e-commerce I work with, Catula Prime Meats, this is really how they really took a, a list that they already had from in-store um, he has a little sheet at his checkout to say, you know, sign up for a newsletter where a lot of people fill out each day to join that newsletter. But as e-commerce ramped up for him, building these lists from people that purchased from him became an opportunity to actually go after people that are his online shoppers versus the people that are in store. Separating those lists out is important and actually keeping track of the people that are buying during this holiday season from you, buying the specials. Keep them in their own segment, segmented list on whatever email client you're using. If you're using something like MailChimp, it makes it very easy for you to kind of create a segment that you can then send more deals and opportunities to. Now, you don't want to bombard them. Remember, if this person bought from you and they bought something that maybe had a higher price point or it's one item, that may be all that they wanted from you. But come Easter, come 4th of July, come other kind of things where you can push more products to them. This is the opportunity for you to do so by having that list that's really chiseled down to the online buyer. Uh, we always talk about creating segments around audiences, knowing your audience, knowing what they do. You can even do it by product. If people are buying product A and product B and they're very different, separate them out. Separate them in your email lists and send more information that's kind of like the products that they bought. Uh, that way that they can continue to purchase. If it's something like food where it's reoccurring, that's an opportunity for you to hit them twice. Uh, a lot of times I see with the e-commerce side of this, people start shopping around October 1st for holidays, especially for Thanksgiving if it's food. Uh, and then Christmas, they really are starting to look in early November and making those purchases or starting to decide where they're going to spend their money. Black Friday is an opportunity for you to be in their space ahead of time so that when that deal comes up on that day, they buy from you. They've budgeted for you. They know they want to get that product from you. So someone that comes into your site, let's say you're starting a promotion in October for Black Friday. It's not too early, never too early. You start that promotion. People are coming to the site, but they're not purchasing. You may look at that and say, well, then this isn't working because they're not buying from us. It could also be that they're not ready to make that purchase. They're looking around. They're gathering some information. So if someone lands on a page, let's say we have an ad that is maybe it's a display ad or maybe it's a newspaper ad, whatever it is, print, you get somebody that comes to a certain spot online for you and they land on that page and it has all the information. There's two things that you've probably seen in your kind of online shopping yourself that are where people are collecting information to help prospect you into that buy on the day. The first thing is on that page, there may be an input box that says, you know, keep me updated about this product or about specials and deals about this product. 
That's one way to collect an email address about people that are slightly interested but not ready to buy that product from you. That's a great way to start a list. And in something like MailChimp, you can actually create a segment that has its own form or input field that automatically goes into the segment. That way it's not part of your big list. You know, a lot of us build our list and say, hey, website visitors, and it just collects all the emails that went to the website. Well, if we create this segment of people that came during our special and we build a landing page that was just unique to that product, then we're collecting that name about that product. And then for the next couple weeks, maybe once a week, every two weeks, we send them an email to let them know like, hey, this price, this price is gonna drop, this is gonna go on sale. That way when Black Friday comes, they're ready to buy. Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday, whatever it is, you're building it in anticipation for them to come back and make that purchase. By staying in their inbox, it allows you to have a little bit of presence. Now, if you're the advanced marketer and you have a kind of an advanced system set up, if somebody lands on that page and you have retargeting pixels built, so we're talking about Facebook, programs like AdRoll, um, even Google retargeting, you're saying that anyone that landed on this page and viewed the page but didn't make a purchase, I'm going to keep pushing advertising in front of them. And digitally, it's very cost effective to do it this way. This means that when they leave, so they've come to your page, they looked at it, they left, and they're on a different page. They're on ESPN, they're on uh, maybe looking on other things in Google. Your ad is retargeting to them because when they landed, we put a cookie in their browser. And the cookie is calling up our ad for our business. So we're staying there. That's where branding really comes into play because it's being in that space, it's having that rotation, and you're always kind of there and it starts to build a brand memory to them where you're in the back of their minds. And this is super important as you're kind of building that audience to make sure that they see this stuff over time. So if we're starting this and we're prospecting in October, we have really two months leading into Black Friday and these other days where you can keep building your brand to these potential customers and then you hit them with that email maybe two days before, the night of, the day of, you could do all three. There's, the, you kind of have this like cheat when it comes around Black Friday that you can send as much marketing out as you want in that three to five day period because people are looking for it. They want to be hit with the specials. They want to know what's going on. Remember, you're making it easier for them to purchase from you when the time is right for them and the time's right for you. So if you're the advanced marketer, and it's not something that's very complicated. I don't want to shy people away being like, well, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's really easy to kind of build this up, or you can find an advertising company that should know this, unless if you ask them and they say, we don't know what you're talking about, walk. Uh, but they should know how to do this and how to build this. And you can build it per one product. It doesn't have to cover all of your product base. It doesn't have to be your full catalog. It could be that one product that you're building out this mechanism of retargeting and branding around, especially if you're trying to push it really hard. Uh, if you do that successfully, there's a really high possibility that they're going to actually make that purchase from you when the time comes. So again, something you should be building back in the summer. Know what your game plan is. We always talk about content calendaring, building schedules, building, ca building calendars around content and things that we put out, promotions. Black Friday should be one of those big days where we're looking at it. And it's not to say that the person that doesn't make the purchase on Black Friday may not make it by the time Christmas rolls around. Uh, so think in times of we're leading up to this day where the big promotions are going on and it's a very crowded space. So just think of that supply and demand. There's a lot of people putting out the different ads and the demand is really high. So you may even see costs fluctuate where it's gonna cost you a little more to be in these advertising spaces. So where you're maybe used to paying 50 cents a dollar per click, 
you may start to get into it with these advertisers where you're paying a little more, $2, $3. The hope is, is that you're collecting as much information as you can, even if they don't make the purchase from you. And if you do that correctly, it's going to help you build all of these different prospect lists that you could go back and, and just keep maturing and keep working on. You know, sales in general is, is a constant battle of trying to keep up with these other marketers that are going on. It's trying to be in that space where it's very crowded to the consumer, but having a way to talk to them and create a connection with them. That's why social media becomes so important during this time because people may not make the purchase because they have a question. And if they go to your social media to ask the question or they email you with the question, you have to be able to go back and give the response that they're looking for. Uh, and creating that personalized communication using something like Twitter or Instagram to answer a question that is even in the comment section is not only beneficial for that one customer, but for anyone else that may have had that question that didn't ask you. You know, a lot of people aren't 100% comfortable. I think that's something we're gonna see grow in the next couple of years. People are gonna get a lot more comfortable having conversations in the, uh, in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You know, that's where we're gonna actually have these one-on-one -on -one engagements. And you need to have somebody that's ready and willing to answer those. And that's also knowledgeable. You don't wanna put something in there that says, we don't know, I'm gonna go ask somebody and I'll get back to you. Make sure that your first response is the answer. That's extremely important. Uh, when you're building your email list too, you send an email out, make sure that the email is relevant to the person that you're sending it to. So if we know that somebody looked at the product A page and we collected their email from it, then we know that we can hit them back. Now, the other thing I didn't mention, I said there were two things that you could do on the page. Yeah, there's a pop-up. So after a user lands on that page, you can actually have a pop-up, and MailChimp's one of those clients that actually gives you the code. You just drop it on the page that says after five seconds or 10 seconds, have this thing pop up. And the pop-up can say, you know, join our mailing list to hear more about this product. And it's simple. It's one field. It could be three, first name, last name, email. You collect that data and you have it forever or until they opt out. Very important, but also very, very successful for those that are doing it correctly. So that's digital. You know, that's a real quick overview of e-commerce, what we can do, how we could kind of create some leads and mature them. But what about the people, the mom and pops that we mentioned? How do you get people to really come into your store and how do you facilitate that? A lot of the idea may be, well, you know, I'm gonna try to jump in the newspaper or I know that the newspaper has that insert uh, on Thanksgiving that has all of the specials and deals. Again, costly, not everybody has the budget for that. So if we think back to mom and pop, we could say, you know, there's a digital way for you to do the same thing you're doing online, but just maybe you don't have that online mechanism. Maybe you don't have the e-commerce store built. So you can do the same thing by prospecting people and knowing that you're gonna have a sale in store. Uh, the same idea, let's start early on them. Let's get it into October, November, those two months and really play into letting them know what's gonna be happening in your store on those days. Get their information, that way you have another communication channel you can go. I talk about email being dead and then not dead and this is really one of those times where it's not dead at all. People are paying really close attention to their inbox and looking for the brand names they're familiar with uh, and the companies they're familiar with so that they could go in and make those purchases. Don't overdo it, but find kind of that even balance between what's you know, just there enough so they know that you exist, but not overwhelming where they're like, God, I'm sick of getting these emails, I need to unsubscribe, and then you're gone. Uh, so there's a balance there. I think you have to really think that ter in terms of what you can do budgetarily and what you're hoping that that ROI is on. And it's not to exclude December. December's a very strong month for spending both online, in store. So you wanna be able to make sure that you're keeping track of that. 
If this is your first time doing it, keeping track of everything that you're doing is also very important. You know, if you have the opportunity to buy a whiteboard or, or have a wall that you can draw on and keep track of visitors in stores, sales, comments, questions, calls, keeping track of all of that stuff is really gonna help you for the following year. And I know it's, it's hard to think in terms of that, but you don't wanna go through an entire holiday season where you tried a bunch of new stuff and you were either very, very successful or you weren't successful and not be able to go back and look at the data and start to ask the questions of, okay, what made this work, what made it not work? Uh, that way you can prepare the next year even more. You can say, okay, October, we had engagement right away in October, so what if we went even a month earlier than that? What if we went into September and started to kind of put a little bit of fillers out there and let people know that there's gonna be specials coming up or things like that we can do? I've seen businesses too that have done their own kind of days that are completely not associated with the three big that happened there right after Thanksgiving. And that's important. You know, if you can create your own day where people know I'm going to come in and buy from you and be successful, then that's something you really need to consider and something that could be very fruitful for your business. Um, creating those kind of unique, uh, almost like boutique events, pop-up events that happen maybe around that time kind of gives you an upper hand on people. And if you're doing it before the holidays, then you're also getting the upper hand on their spending. You know, if they can expect that two weeks before Thanksgiving, you do an event in store that they can attend, then you give them the opportunity to come in and buy from you or at least to see what's in the store. Another thing you can do is when you have people in that store, let them know, you know, hey, this entire area or section is gonna go on sale on Black Friday. So if you see something you like here, know that in, uh, what, three weeks, it's gonna be on sale. You can come back and you can make that purchase. It's just like getting them in an email list. You know, you're letting them know what's going on ahead of time you're giving them the upper hand in purchasing from you. You could also do things like, hey, limited quantity. So if you wanna buy this, you can maybe put some money down on it now and we'll hold it for you. And then if you don't buy it by this day, we're gonna release it to somebody else that does. So you kind of create almost that sense of, uh, you know, this is a very unique product, be a one of a kind, get it from us, this and that. I'm hoping that this is resonating. I'm hoping this is kind of giving you some ideas that, yeah, you know what, we do this part of it, we do a lot of print, but we don't do the online stuff. Let's let's explore that a little bit. Shift some of your budget. I'm, I'm a big proponent of looking at percentages of things. You know, if I'm spending 100% of my budget for the holidays on print and I'm never trying anything else, then I'll never know if something else is going to work for me. But if I could shift 25% of my budget and keep track of it, you know, we have all of our data points ready, all the metrics are in place to be collected, we could look at that 25% and then measure it up against the 75% that we did in print. When you do things like that, it gives you the opportunity to really explore new things. Uh, social media is huge. I think digital online is a, where you need to be. It's a great space. It's competitive, but because we could geo-target things, because we could say, you know what, I'm gonna stick within 10 miles, 20 miles of my business, it gives you that little upper hand opportunity to stick with what brand recognition you have surrounding your actual location. Very important things to consider when you're looking at the holiday season. Um, there's a million ideas I can have. It just depends on what your business is and what you're selling. Everyone's unique. Uh, I, being that I work at the university, I have a lot of time to engage with students that are in the MBA program or that are in marketing and advertising and seeing what they're doing in their classes. A lot of them work in groups and actually do kind of consulting for the courses or classes that they're in where they're working with a unique business. And one of the things that I'm noticing after talking with them is conceptually, they're being taught to learn about marketing as a holistic thing. You know, marketing 
does this. You have to think of SWOT analysis and pestle analysis and how we kind of look at what we're doing when it comes to any business. So we could go out and market to any business. That's true. There are things marketing wise and mechanisms that are in place that work no matter what the business is. You can do certain practices. You could do certain things online, on your website, uh, on your Google business listing that everybody can go do and it's effective. It has its place. But at the end of the day, what really separates businesses out is the products, the uniqueness, the customer service, the engagement that they have with their customers. That's what's really important. That's where you can differentiate yourself from your competition and really make an impact. So think in terms of what is unique about my business and what do my clients and customers really like about it? Why do they keep coming back to me? And if you could kind of find that sense, that feeling or that idea from them and ask them, you know, a lot of these customers that come in will have that talk, you know, oh, I love this product of yours. Here's how I use it. That's valuable information that if you have people in the front of the store, you know, your front end people that are dealing with customers, ask them those questions. You know, what are people saying out there? What are they saying about our product? Um, what are the things that they're complimenting us on? Take that information back and write it down because that becomes your next marketing strategy. That becomes your next brand idea that you do. It becomes your next tagline. As you mature your business or as you keep going or you're looking for refresh of all of your strategy and all of your messaging, that's where it comes from. That's where the most value lies that you can actually engage and really build your brand up to the next level. Take it to the next step where you're going to kind of uh, raise above everybody else that's in that same market. So as always, I want to thank you for listening. It is getting close to Black Friday, so I don't want to waste a lot of your time with me. Go out and start doing things. However, should you have a question, Twitter, at Ross Marone, email rossmarone at gmail.com, uh, or find me on Instagram at thisismarketing. Thanks again for listening. Share this podcast with your friends, and we'll see you next time.